You guys have been waiting for this video for a while. The 2023 rookie wide receiver ranking video. Now, my process is pretty simple. I watch football all year long. I watch college football. I watch pro football. I have an opinion on what wide receivers I like, but then I do about 10 to 12 hours of, and I'm talking 10 to 12 hours straight, of watching footage and film youtube footage any footage i can get my hands on and i do this like around january i've got my opinions already but the cram session and the the constant film watching it makes you say to yourself man i, I kind of feel like i missed on this player man this guy looks better than i thought i mean i watch college football but watching these highlights over and over i'm still i'm unaware of how much i love this guy until this moment in time and so my, my main ranking and uh order kind of comes from that that january sesh but then right now which was last night i'm on like four hours sleep i spent about 10 to 12 straight hours watching nothing but footage on every guy one after the other and i'm talking like 12 wide receivers deep just to make sure there wasn't some gem i wasn't watching like example Parker Washington or A.T. Perry or Marvin Mims Jr. Like I went straight down, you know, 12, 13, 14 deep. And I'll tell you, I, I struggled the entire night with my top four wide receivers, not picking the top four. These are the top four. I'm going to rank the entire, I don't know, 10 or 12 wide receivers at the end of this. But I struggled not so much with Zay Flowers being in the top three or two he was kind of four the whole time but i love him like in the right spot he's going to be good if he measures in heavier or taller he won't be probably won't be taller but if he can put on some llbs he could climb into the three or two he really could zay's a, an amazing player in the right spot kind of reminds me of like tyreek hill he's he's smaller we'll go over zay in a minute but zay flowers is, is really good but where i struggled admittedly and this is no shame this is that okay there's a lot of pros and cons to this entire wide receiver class but what i what i came away with was that one moment i had jackson smith and jigba uh number one the next moment i had quinton johnston who's got the most raw talent he's dk metcalf but maybe better maybe worse we don't really know there's a whole lot to to, to factor in Jordan Addison smaller but he doesn't look small on the field and so you're like you're you're confused by that when you're watching a player like he plays bigger than everybody keeps talking about him being the next Devontae Smith which is not a bad thing I might add but everybody talks about how Jordan Addison's Devontae Smith small and he could struggle at the next level because he's smaller he's like 170 pounds some people say we'll see what he weighs in at but he's so polished I'm gonna break down my top four wide receivers and then give you the additional six seven eight guys in order so this will be my all-encompassing top 10 to 12 wide receiver rookie video but let me start off by saying something that's going to sound a little i don't know bold to some people and maybe a lot of people will shake their head and go yeah, yeah i agree with you i've been thinking the same thing before i begin i'm going to make this statement what i learned most of all in january during the college season but more so emphasized last night by watching 12 straight hours of footage of all these guys with a heavy six, seven hours just on these four right here. This wide receiver class doesn't hold a candle to last year's wide receiver class. This wide receiver class is good. It will produce one or two top 10, 15 wide receivers. But this wide receiver class is nowhere near as good is the Alave, Drake London, Christian Watson, and Garrett Wilson class. This class is about the RB. This RB class, the running back class, is as good, 
Maybe better or at least as good as last year's Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker class. The changing of the guard is definitely here at all positions. Some of these guys will swap out some of the older guys in go forward redraft and dynasty rankings. Make no mistake, these guys will be a part of this changing of the guard, but the running backs are where this draft class is strong. And I'm here to tell you that I'd rather have the four or five wide receivers from the, the 2022 class than probably all of these guys. But that doesn't mean they're not good. It doesn't mean they're not going to be impactful. It doesn't mean Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison or, or Zay Flowers in the right spot can't be one of the top eight wide receivers of the future. Maybe one is a top six wide receiver. Let's find out who it is. Let's dig into it. The Fantasy Football Show. The 2023 Rookie Wide Receiver Ranking Video. It begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. I think I'm going to do a special little way of of organizing all of this. And, and even though I've watched 12 hours of this stuff, I'm going to pull up the the footage and watch each individual player for a few minutes and kind of spit out some random things that come to mind. I'm going to pull up Jackson Smith and Jigba. So uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba highlights, you can type it in YouTube. And I'm going to watch some, some footage right now. And I'm just going to describe to you like what I'm seeing in my process because I want you to kind of get a feel of how this goes for me. Dynamic. He's he's getting the football handed to him. He's he's taking sweeps. He's uh, to the outside. He's stiff arming guys. His his route running is precise. Uh, he's he's his field awareness is is second to none. This guy had a, a 1600 yard record breaking season. At Ohio State. As a sophomore in 2021, this guy played 13 games and had a best single season record for wide receivers in the Big Ten and Big Ten history, uh, accumulating 1,606 yards, nine TDs, and the QB rating when he was targeted was 141.8. This also included his, his monumental historical Rose Bowl outing where he caught 15 passes for 347 yards. He had an unbelievable sophomore season. Last year as a junior in 2022, this past season, very, very disappointing. He played three games. He caught four passes and suffered through hamstring injury the entire season. And some say he could have returned to football at the at the tail end of the season, but he wanted to protect his draft uh, value and get ready for the NFL draft. Understandable. And honestly, after a 2021 season where he had a historic uh, Big Ten record, 1,600 yards, nine TDs. On a team, let me say this, on a team that had Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson in the lineup. Do you understand what I'm saying right now? Let me repeat that. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were in the lineup. And this guy had the best season, not on the team or in team history, in Big Ten history with those two in there. And there's a, a report somewhere that, that Garrett Wilson said that Jackson Smith and Jake is the best wide receiver ever that he's ever played with. Something to that effect I, I word for word i don't remember the exact phrasing to be honest with you but it was some it was something cool like that right i just can't leave that shoddy research on the table here let me find the exact quote here so i'm, I'm doing you a, a service here we go jackson is as good as i've ever seen probably the best i've ever seen wilson said wednesday uh i don't know what wednesday this was jackson is the most natural athlete i've ever seen that's coming from garrett wilson that, that's pretty 
That's a pretty good compliment. Now, they're buddies, right? They played on the same team, so he's going to have nice things to say about him, but he overemphasized that, and it's just something nice to hear. Uh, now, back to the footage on Jackson Smith and Jigba. When I'm watching this guy play, ne- let me give you a couple of negatives. He does not have top-end speed. There's times where he catches a, a football in a seam route, and he's like four steps ahead of two different defenders on each side, and they catch him like almost every time. They wrap him up. He doesn't. He almost like has that that feel of when he catches the ball and somebody's chasing him. You know, when someone's chasing you, you slow down because you're like, oh my god, someone's behind me, and then they catch you, and you're like, you get nervous. It almost looks like he's getting run down more often than not when. He should just not worry about who's next to him and just take off, and he doesn't. And Jamar Chase would do that. So if you think of a player that he doesn't uh, mirror in terms of that explosion and that getting like shot out of a rocket going toward the end zone, that's Jamar Chase. He catches it. Jamar Chase just, just goes to the end zone. Jackson Smith and Jibba catches the ball, and it's like, who's going to catch me? Let me stiff arm you. Let me try and maneuver out of it. And he does a great job doing that. But he gets caught way too easy, and he's catching the ball, and he's looking around, and he gets dragged down. When if he caught the ball and just kind of like, you know, darted, maybe he'd, he'd get away. But there are a lot of wide receivers in the NFL that play football like this, and it's not something that would make him not be an elite player at the next level. It just means that he is he is doing a lot of his work in terms of like maneuvering through lanes of traffic as far as he can go. And I will say this, he gets more yardage than he should and so much yardage after the catch. Uh, a lot of a lot of yak yards and he's aggressive and his his uh his spatial awareness, his field awareness, his vision his ability to know where his feet are. He's kind of a magician on the field. And there are times where he can knife through and and get, you know, 20 yards when another wide receiver would have got five, even though he is, like I I described, kind of like slowing down every time he catches the ball and he's like looking around instead of just darting through uh, an open seam. So the the negatives are he does not have top end speed. If he ran a four or five, it would be amazing. He could work on those things, right? Despite what Garrett Wilson said, what was it again? Uh, That he is the most natural athlete I've ever seen. I mean, He's not a, a, an elite, just absolutely magnificent, well-oiled machine athlete like Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. He definitely feels more like a, a... Now, don't take offense to this if you love Cooper Cup, but he feels like Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup doesn't feel like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. He feels like this possession receiver, absolute gem. And just knowing the space around him and just with a certain quarterback in right situation, carving up a a defense, but in a way that's different than JJ, in a way that's different than a burner, right? So if Cooper Cup can be the number one wide receiver, or he was, and Cooper Cup can still, if you think, dance in the top one to four, which I believe Cooper Cup in 2023 could and will, then there's no reason to say a Jackson Smith and Jigba can't be Cooper Cup like even if he's not the most most athletic player on the field but it is always like a disappointing thing to be like our, our number one wide receiver is not the most athletic wide receiver like when you say that it kind of like puts a damper on it right but that's kind of what I feel about this class I feel like this this wide receiver class like I talked at the at the beginning 
is not the same as last year. It's nothing even close to it. Um, doesn't mean that we can't have a top five wide receiver in fantasy football developed from this draft class, being Quentin Johnson, being Jordan Addison, being Jackson Smith and Jigba. But we don't have the Garrett Wilson. We don't have uh, somebody that has top end speed and all the intangibles like Garrett Wilson. We don't have Christian Watson, who's so raw, but has all the qualities you want to become an electric dominant wide receiver on every single level. Um, Jordan Addison's got the size problem, you know, but he's got amazing skill set. Quentin Johnson's the most DK Metcalf. It's almost like he's DK Metcalf's brother. And, and, and he's on, on the field. He's so raw, though. He can't run the entire route tree. He's got very limited route uh, potential right now. He could learn all this, but he's just this massive target. His wingspan's like two people wide, and he's just going up and manhandling everybody around him, but he's got limitations. Jackson Smith and Jigba is like Cooper Cup good in terms of route running and precision and his spatial awareness, knowing where his body is, catching the ball, and doing these spin uh, spin routes around players and defenders in ways that, that he gets four, five, six, seven, ten yards when someone would always get one or two or three. Catching a football, and we're talking about JSN right now, catching a football and about to take a hit, and he'll oftentimes, he does this more than any wide receiver I, I've, I watched film on over the weekend, he'll catch a football when he's about to get leveled, and he'll fold and roll his body up so that he just barely like grazes against the defender and he'll fall down and, and be down but like he'll avoid a big hit like his his awareness is 10 out of 10 like jackson smith and jigba's awareness and in vision in and and this is the most important part his understanding of the field and what's going on around him where his feet are knowing where the the sideline is he's falling out of bounds his left foot needs to touch like he knows he knows what to do at all times. That's what makes him so, like, he's magical. He's not an, an elite athlete on all levels, but he's magical at what he does. And 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 so, uh, let me go back to the Jackson Smith and Jigba footage. But just watching him right now, reacting to it, okay, he's running routes. He He's he's quick. He's not fast. He's quick. Open, open top end speed's not there. It's good enough. It's like, you know, look, Jerry Rice wasn't exactly a birder. And, and he still had enough top end speed. He was game fast. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is so quick. He's game fast, but he's not burning anybody. He's getting he's getting dragged down a lot, but he's getting dragged down after he gains five or 10, 15 yards that other wide receivers wouldn't have gained. So it's a confusing thing when you're watching him. You're like, he's getting tackled. He's getting chased down, but he got chased down after he made a play that someone else would have been tackled and wouldn't even gotten the position to get in that position. Stiff arms, awareness, unbelievable season. Um, hamstring injury, disappointing 2022. You're confused when you watch and look at everything and try and piece it together. He's my number one wide receiver in this draft class. Not that I'm ready to lock it in and that I won't waver. Like example, if Quentin Johnson has an amazing combine in pro day and works out like a monster, it, my, my mind could be swayed. And I'm not trying to leave myself a uh, wiggle room to, to get out of you know, ranking one over the other. I'm not. This is just one of those. You guys know I take a hard line stance on things. This is one of those situations where it's too close and there's too many negatives and positives. With all three of these wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison and even Flowers, there's so many pros and cons. It is one of those evolving 
situations and it will continue the landing spot will evolve my answer the workouts and combines pro days will evolve my answer and i'm letting you know up front that quentin johnson has a place as the number one wide receiver if the right things unfold for him uh jordan addison has a place in in terms of climbing to the number one but as of this moment right now given how amazing of a season we saw from jackson smith and jigba given how many uh the cooper cup qualities this guy has despite not having that top end speed which he can work on he can try and get faster he's working at an nfl level uh, oh my god just watch him catch this pass right now where it's like the ball's launched up he's running and the defender's here and he like literally puts his arm out and catches it like on the other side of the defender it's unbelievable and then this other toe tap that he does you've probably seen it if you pull up any jackson smith and jigba uh, highlight video you're gonna see it maybe at the top of the, each video where he catches the ball out of bounds and he stretches his one leg over and just toe taps down his awareness is unbelievable unbelievable he is my number one as of this moment wide receiver and and if i had to put a a uh, potential comp on him i'd say cooper cup because I, I don't see the other qualities like jj or or chase he doesn't have those qualities it's it's a weird comp it's a weird look it's a weird feeling to have this guy number one i'm not gonna lie it feels weird because i'm telling you he's not the best athlete and that's such an uncomfortable way to rank somebody but we've seen these players these not the best athlete in the world become an elite wide receiver a slot wide receiver uh and that's where cooper cup lives and where cooper cup dominates so being a slot wide receiver used to back in the day be like oh he's limited right he's a slot wide receiver those aren't the best wide receivers in the national football league now they are you're you're a slot wide receiver you don't get double teamed as much that means you move around all over the field uh different guys covering you constantly you can manipulate space in a in in a in a in a spread out uh defensive uh game plan you can you can burn man coverage because you'll be lined up on mismatches a lot of the time in that slot so as a slot wide receiver if he remains a slot wide receiver which it would be dumb to not put him in the slot He's going to have the same kind of success at the NFL level as he had in college, even if you want to say there's some limitations that maybe he outgrows, maybe he gets better. Some players can play better at the pro level than the college level, and you look back at their college film and you're like, wow, they they, they, they just look like Tom Brady, Cooper Cup. There are so many times that, that you, you see a wide receiver and you're like, okay, I like that wide receiver. And then later on, or running back or quarterback, and later on, you're like, wow. It, it, you gotta you gotta be open minded to that. And what are the intangibles that make somebody capable of growing and, and becoming so much better than they were in college? I think out of all the players here, uh, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Quentin Johnson have that ability. I think Jordan Addison kind of is what he is, and he can be amazing as long as his size is is uh, capable of allowing him to stay healthy and become uh, you know not and not get shut down in, in press coverage and things like that. Uh, Quentin Johnson, he's untapped. Jackson Smith and Jigba, while he's untapped in a different way because this guy's raw and could develop and, and get a route tree and, and be able to run a whole route tree and then all of a sudden just opens up a whole new game we've never even seen or sniffed. This guy right here is just so smart and aware. What's he going to learn? What's he going to learn that he didn't already know? That's what I think of Jackson Smith and Jigba. My number one wide receiver in this draft class um, as of this moment. Now on to Jordan Addison footage and, and watching this guy, 
this is such a tough thing for me because when I watch him, he's the most polished. He's the most smooth. He's the most, um, I think of uh, AJ Brown when I watch him play. I think of uh, Corey Davis though, as well. You know, cause when you watch Corey Davis coming out of college, you got that vibe like this guy could be an absolute monster. And Corey Davis at times was a good wide receiver in the NFL, but he was never elite. He never rose to the level he could have maybe rose to in the minds of scouts as we watch this guy. So that's kind of why I'm cautious with Jordan Addison. At first, he was my number one wide receiver. He's bounced back and forth between three, one, and two. And when I watched this 12 hours of footage, he bounced around. It wasn't like he fell off. Okay, yeah, that's why. He was one for about two or three hours. He was three. Then he went to two. And I'm being honest with my process because I want you guys to know how tough it is sometimes even for somebody that's been doing this for 20 straight years. I've been scouting for 20 straight years. No, not from not from a, a side job gig like I'm some uh, a guy that goes to, to work all day and then comes in and tries to to look at this stuff and, and do it as a, as a hobby. Literally, for 20 straight years, I've been doing an NFL scouting and combine coverage and rookie coverage and was on the longest fantasy football radio show in the world for 19 straight years. Longest running show ever in fantasy football history. I was a part of it 19 years doing this stuff. It was on CBS and NBC Sports Radio. Kept bouncing back and forth. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to scouting wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks. And when I watched Jordan Addison, I'm watching him on my screen right now. When I watched this kid catch footballs in a smooth and in in precise way and pull in and look look strong i, I don't even see a, an undersized wide receiver right now we're watching him catch footballs against college players so smaller players than nfl players but i i don't feel like he looks undersized at all but his knock is that he's Devonte smith um small he's six foot um, reportedly 175. I imagine he comes in a little heavier than that, but he probably doesn't want to, um, you know, change his 40 time too much. But like he, he is a smaller guy, but when you watch footage of him, he doesn't look small. And so it, it's a little deceiving. And he looks like he looks strong. He looks very, very aggressive. He looks very good in space. He looks very dominant with the space around him. But when I do watch him, I, I do have concerns of him becoming Corey Davis. But then all of a sudden I go, you know what? This could be the next AJ Brown. Now I'm watching him right now. He grab, I mean, just grabs a ball and just, it's like, it's like uh, the way he pulls it in. It's so smooth and, and you know, he's going to catch it in the way he, he's so athletic when he turns it upfield and in stutter steps, finds the right space. He knows how to navigate like a magnet to the right plane, the right amount of space, the right, the right trajectory toward the end zone. And he had such an amazing sophomore year in 2021 playing 14 games and having a hundred receptions for 1593, 15.9 yards per catch and a monster 17 touchdowns. 17 touchdowns this guy had as a sophomore. Nearly 1,600 yards. Then he entered the transfer protocol following the 2021 year after being awarded the, the award for the nation's best wide receiver, which he was. Why did he transfer? I, I You know, he said he was trying to find himself. It was a little bit confusing. These are the things that worry me. He's like he, he wanted to transfer after being the nation's voted the nation's top wide receiver he said he was looking for a great coach trying to figure himself out something to that degree and in 2022 this past season in southern california he played 11 games 59 receptions for 875 only eight tds 
And it was it was kind of a, a letdown, a disappointment. I mean, he played very, very well at times, of course, but 875 yards and and uh, eight TDs compared to his 2021 season, where he pulled in nearly 1,600 yards and 17 scores. It was it was just like a, I don't know, kick to the nads. So you look at it and you're like, okay, well, you know, he dropped off significantly. He transferred for a weird reason, in my opinion. I mean, he he obviously wanted to, you know figure himself out and that's fine i like him a lot i like him a lot again he's been my number one he's been my three he's been my two right now i'm going to rank him number two because of his amazing route running his smooth and decisive ability to cut and make good decisions and and literally just knife up a defense i I really like jordan addison his 17 tds cannot go unnoticed even though he he dropped the 800 and 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 eight touchdowns the the year after but 17 touchdowns is absolutely unreal just unbelievable and and i'm not going to overlook that i'm going to say this guy is my number two wide receiver but i struggled a, a ton with this next guy who is is quentin johnson and quentin johnson has the ability to become either the next dk metcalf or better or the next uh i would say the best comparative would be like kevin white you know everyone thought kevin white could be an absolute monster and he ended up busting so but when you watch this guy run a route, like the crazy part is DK is a lot bigger than him in terms of size or, or in terms of uh, weight. But this guy's 6'4", but he's 215. Jackson Smith and Jigba could run a 4-5. But if he runs like a 4-4 four, four at all, it's going to be great. Addison runs a 4-3-9-4-4. Four, four, four. Quentin Johnson runs about a 4-4, four, four, which is great for his size. He's 215, but he's 6'4". And when I watch footage of him, like right now, I I see DK Metcalf. He looks as big as DK Metcalf, but he's not nearly as big as DK Metcalf in terms of, um, in terms of weight. But he looks it. And at six four, his wingspan's just insane. And his ability to to run a good route is is ultra impressive. He doesn't have a big route tree. He can't run every route yet but he can learn that right his ability to to go get a jump ball is is second to none in college football right now everybody's enamored by this guy he could be the number one wide receiver drafted in the 2023 nfl draft watching him i'm going to replay some footage and just kind of react again to some of his his routes and such ability to stop ability to just shove a defender down um doesn't give up on a play doesn't just run like a route as a big guy and just catch it and fall to the ground you know he is an absolute monster and when he gets the ball he's angry he's aggressive he's trying to get to the end zone every single time he catches the football it takes two or three guys to tackle him the first guy never tackles him the first guy can't tackle him the the first guy can only try and slow him down so the next guy can come try and wrap him up so the next guy can come and pull him down but his ability to grab the football and start matriculating himself down the field it's not like he catches it and starts going forward he's amazing like left to right like he, he is as good, if not better, than every wide receiver on this list and below at at the side to side movements, trying to um I'm I'm getting a little excited there. Trying to move everybody. Where's my football? Where's my football? Grabbing the ball and literally saying, get out of my way, I'm going this way. Get out of my way, I'm going that way. He's literally trying to navigate the field left to right to find an opening to just barrel through. So it's not like some wide receivers, there's a couple on this list that are tall, bigger wide receivers. They grab the ball and then they just fall down like a like a like a gentle giant. This guy grabs the ball and says, Where's the hole? Left to right. Get out of my way. I'm knifing through there. It's it's amazing. He's a very, very good but raw talent that could 
emerge into something extremely special or he could become the next Kevin White. He could become the next uh, uh, who, uh, Justin Blackman. Remember Justin Blackman? David Terrell. Um, why are a lot of these guys Chicago Bears? Mike Williams. Oh, wait. He's still in the league. He's unbelievable. And, and I'm really excited about Quentin Johnson. And again, just so you know, he's been number one on my list throughout this 12-hour process of watching footage and film over and over and over and trying to... To find different things I haven't noticed is is the whole point of my second uh, video sesh is to literally just immerse myself and say, what did I miss? And, and, and honestly, I didn't feel like he was number one as much the first time around. The second time around, I'm watching it and I'm just I'm immersing myself in, in the footage and in the size of the man and the raw ability. But, but there's a danger here putting him one because, you know, he's got to go to the right spot. He His coaching and his quarterbacking is going to be vital to his success. So he's got more of a risk factor of falling into a bad spot. If he goes to the Ravens and the Ravens retain Lamar Jackson, get, get out of here. It's going to be an unbelievable uh, match made in heaven. He goes to Washington or some place where he can't get delivered consistent footballs, then he's going to fall and fizzle away and not create anything for himself. Not that any of these guys would survive in a bad spot, I suppose, but like Jackson Smith and Jigba feels like the most capable of, I think, becoming what I believe he's probably going to become no matter what. Although, he's going to survive more in the in the slot. Maybe a team brings him in and doesn't put him in the slot. There's risk all around. Size for Jordan Addison, size for Zay Flowers, we'll get to in a minute. But I, I do believe we are looking at the top three being Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson. You can put Quentin Johnson almost tied for number two with Jordan Addison for me. Now, I'm going to pull up Zay Flower footage and watch this and react to it. This this guy is is so electric. And what I love about him is he does a lot of this like, uh, it's almost like showboating, but not not to showboat, to, to actually like create space. It's almost like he stutter steps and does a lot of like jump cutting, but um, does a lot of like shaking and baking. He gets he gets separation like no other. He does a lot of this. It's it's like he catches the ball and then kind of just sizes up the the, the the vendor and just goes like, "Which way are we gonna go, bro?" And and he does it a lot. So he catch the ball, turn around, look at the defenders, and say, "Okay, let me try and figure out which direction I want to go." He's not one of those guys that just catches it, turns it upfield, and gets hit. So there's some Tyree Kill to his game. That's what Tyree Kill does. Catches the ball, turns around, decides wh- which way does he want to juke someone. Whose jock strap does he want to leave on the field? I like him. I think Tyree Kill's a great, a great comp form. A great comp form. I don't know if he'll become Tyree Kill good. I'm not saying that, but when he catches the ball, he's catching it like Tyreek. He's smaller like Tyreek. He's quick like Tyreek. Uh his 40 time. Let me let me let me see if I can pull up his 40 time. Uh Flowers is probably gonna run a 4-3-5-4-3-7. He's 5-9. Uh, which is short. It's un, it's unbelievably short. 182 pounds. But hey, you know Jordan Addison's 175, <laughs> so he he's bigger than Jordan Addison in terms of uh, uh, bulk and 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 his strength maybe. But I love I love this kid. He's phenomenal. As a sophomore in 2020, we'll start there. 10 games, 48 catches, 835 average, or 17-4 pop, um, and nine TDs. And you know his junior year 20, 2021, 12 games. 44 catches, 745, and uh, five touchdowns. As a senior in 2022, he played 12 games, 78 catches, 
1077 and 12 TDs. So he finally got over that thousand yard mark and had a really good 2022. I like this kid a lot. I like this kid an awful lot. His 4-3 speed is going to separate him. Um, given that he's such a good receiver, given he's such a good shake-and-bake type player, it's not like the, the speed is, is the only attribute. This isn't a fast guy that we're going to try and translate into a wide receiver. He is a very, very Tyreek Hill-esque kind of player. Did I did I waver with Boutte and, and want to put this LSU uh, uh, potential electric wide receiver um undervalued wide receiver on this list a little higher i did um but it is between boutte and flowers it's between boutte flowers and 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 rasheed rice and josh downs i like boutte a lot i think boutte's got a lot of upside um lsu wide receivers are always so good uh, Ohio State wide receivers are always so good. They're well coached. They're super NFL ready. Um, Boutte had had an, an he's got an awesome name too. How fun will it be to be like Boutte dropping a? I mean, we could come up with all kinds of stuff for Boutte. He, he's two hundred five pounds. He's six foot. He runs probably a four four, probably a four four flat. He was a four star recruit by ESPN and a five star graded uh, wide receiver by twenty four seven Sports. To th- in 2020, 10 games, guy had 45 receptions, 735, and uh, and five TDs. As a sophomore, Boutte played in six games, 35 catches, 503, nine TDs. As a junior, 11 games, 48 catches, 538, and uh, two TDs. The problem with him is he's never had like a monster year. So it's hard for me to rank him above Flowers. It's hard for me to rank him really above Josh Downs and, and Rashi Rice, who I have slightly ahead of him. When he he hasn't had a big year, he hasn't delivered ever. He looks good, he looks fluid, looks efficient. He's got um, good speed, good quickness, a smooth route running, uh, very NFL ready looking. But never had a big year. Never had a big year. So like, how how do you put him, um, you know, up there? when he hasn't had a monster performance yet. He had two 500-yard campaigns and one 700-yard campaign. Now, given in 2020, he did have that 3-TD, 14-reception, 308-yard game uh, against, I believe, Ole Miss. Looked phenomenal. But but 700 yards, 500 yards, 500 yards, uh, you need more than that to rank inside my top five. But I'm, I'm excited, and I'm trying to, to you know let you know how I feel about him that there's potential. Josh Downs, who I rank slightly ahead of him, had uh, a, a thousand yards and 11 TDs in 2022. A uh, very good wide receiver that that runs probably, I would guess, about a 4-3, four, 4-3-5. Three, four, three, that's a that's a pretty good time. He's he's a he's a 5'10, 175-pound guy. A little smaller because he's not six foot 175 or six foot 180. He's 5'10, 175. So I like him a lot, but the, the size is a little bit of an issue for me, but he still ranks higher than Boutte. For now, for now. Boutte could climb. Like I I, I just emphasized Boutte before I even talked about downs. Because I want people to know how much I like him when I watch him visually. The eye test Boutte passes. So I wanted to, to emphasize how much I liked him. But uh, but until we see that production or something at the combine that helps kind of like connect the dots, Boutte is going to be ranking slightly below Downs, who's more proven. And Rasheed Rice, who who I think is a very, very nice uh, wide receiver. Six foot, 200 pounds out of SMU. 10 touchdowns, 96 receptions, and 1355 in his 2022 season. So a lot of production. I like Rasheed Rice a lot. Marvin Mims Jr., 
is probably next, I suppose. Jalen Hyatt is interesting. A lot of people like this guy, Jalen Hyatt. Let's pull up some of his footage and start watching some Jalen Hyatt footage and react. There's some about this guy that doesn't... I don't know. I like him a lot. I do. But when I watch him... He runs like he runs like <laughs> he runs like this. Kind of kind of puts his head out like he's trying to like he's running for the finish line trying to trying to reach over the <laughs> I can't I can't get over it. All I see when this guy's running is this. He, he catches the the ball, goes I, I mean he he get a real productive season. Aside from I can't get over all I see is <laughs> Here, he caught the ball. Down the down the field he goes. <laughs> I can't can't stop. I can't stop looking at that. Anyway, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I really like uh, I really like what I see out of Hyatt. Um, he's uh, six foot, but he's one hundred and eighty pounds, so not a huge guy. Sixty seven receptions, twelve sixty seven, and fifteen touchdowns. So you got a real productive year out of Tennessee. Um, I like him. <laughs> Someone tuck his head in. He's gonna get it knocked off. Uh, I, I I do like him. He's a he's a he looks like a big body. He's lanky, but he's six foot. But 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 like I said, he's kind of skinny. But he could put on that weight. That's not a big deal. I mean, he could be one ninety two. You know, after his, his 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 rookie year, I I like him. He's good. He he's a guy that could rise. Um, maybe he's taller than six foot. Maybe maybe if they straighten him up a little bit, maybe six two six three. He looks longer. He looks taller. He's making me want to sit up straight. These are my rankings for 2023 rookies. And uh, they're evolving. And the combine and landing spots are going to affect them more than normal. I'm being very open and upfront about that. But for right now, even though I I admittedly wavered throughout the entire night watching this 12 hours of of footage and re-immersing myself in something that I do in January and something I do in, in, in late February, March 1. Is 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 re immerse myself in it to see what I missed, and of course watch the guys during the season. But but uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you are my number one wide receiver in 2023. Jordan Addison, you are the number two, but you're so close to Quentin Johnston. He's he's nipping at your heels, and Zay Flowers, you get the four spot. The rest of you, uh, it is uh, Josh Downs, it is Rashi Rashi Rice, um, uh, Kayshawn Butte, Marvin Mims Jr. Jalen Hyatt, stand up straight, Jalen. Especially when they measure you, pal. You want to be taller, okay? A.T. Perry, uh, Cedric Tillman, Peter Washington. Those guys are kind of, you know, once you get past, uh, I would say, uh, Butte, it's like Mims Jr., that's uh, uh, the brother of uh, Denzel Mims. A little bit better than his brother, it seems, but who knows? I don't know if that's going to translate. Butte is like the end of the line. So we got four, five, six, seven. The seventh wide receiver, Butte, is about where my cutoff is of are these guys going to be really, really good or are they going to be a serviceable wide receiver at the NFL level? Appreciate you all. Look for my quarterback, my my 2023 quarterback ranking video next. I appreciate you all. Get on over to The Fantasy Football Show. 
Fantasyfootballpodcast.com and get your year-round fantasy football rankings, bold predictions, trade calculators. All these rookies are already mixed into the the year-round rankings that I have on the fantasyfootballshow.com. I've got super rookie rankings, which are my popular uh, rankings I created and coined in this industry that have the sophomores and rookies only. It kind of helps you get a dynasty mindset and people love them. They're my most popular rankings um, when I created these uh, uh, many years ago. They're sophomores and rookies only. And it just gives you such a good dynasty feel as to who the future is going to be. And then I have my rookie rankings and I have all these rookies mingled into the overall redraft and dynasty rankings and my top 200 year round rankings. I don't have a draft kit. What's a draft kit? A draft kit's for people that don't have year round rankings or a full blown site. Your boy Smitty has it all. And I've also got a dynasty channel. Make sure you subscribe to the dynasty channel youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football but you can also find that on my main youtube page if you go to my main homepage on youtube and you scroll to the bottom you'll see all my channels that i'm involved in these two channels will be down there even if you're on that channel you can scroll down to the bottom and find this channel i'm on spotify the fantasy football show.com get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty